When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Hour three of the Lori and Julia show. It's a Tuesday. That means the study of duh is coming up. Ah, oh, Rock, I've read so many journals. <laughs> yes. Somebody has to read all those academic journals, and That's Lori right. is the one that does it. So stick around for that. But until then, I think we have more hot Hollywood gossip. Yeah, we oh. do. Um, let's go back to 2008, 2009. And um, there was a movie called nowhere boy which was about john lennon the young john lennon and i remember donnie telling us we had to see this movie it was playing at the uptown you yeah, and i yeah. never went and saw but he just he's such a beatles fan and this was an interesting look at um at young john lennon and uh aaron taylor johnson played um john lennon and and Sam Taylor, a woman, directed him in this. And they fell in love. They fell in love. And they've never made their messy start. And it was messy. Because a secret. Because he was 18 years old. Yep. She was 40 something mm-hmm. and married. With young kids. With a kid. She left her husband mm-hmm. for the 18 year old. Oh my gosh. Okay. And she's like we 42. On. We went on about this. Well, we would have been. We cut her more slack, maybe because she was a woman, but we were appalled that, appalled. It, that she was with a teenage 42 boy. 42 and an 18-year-old, yeah. And then she promptly got pregnant, and they had a child together in 2009, so within a year of meeting. And then their second daughter came soon after that, and he always would talk about how loved, supported, nurtured he felt in the relationship. They got married at some point. They're due to celebrate their ninth wedding anniversary in June, except social media is ablaze with reports that they are over. And uh, the streets are saying, you know, that he and his wife are on the outs. And they're, um, I literally have no idea what the source is about for these divorce rumors. There's nothing in the British tabloids. I look, the only thing that I could find besides okay. these Twitter uh, things, yeah. like, if Beale Street could twerk and some other kind of, uh, you know, things that were going around. The only thing I could find, which might be, you know, could be spelling the end for their marriage is they are apparently selling their Hollywood Hills home. And don't laugh, but sometimes real estate drama is how many people telegraph their marriage uh, drama. The house well, here, here's what uh, here's seven stories right now saying yeah. they're still very much together, despite mm-hmm. rumors of their divorce circulating mm-hmm. on tri- 
Twitter. Mm -hmm. The two are happily living in L.A. Twitter's pretty much convinced that they're getting divorced. There are plenty of tweets where people are already standing in line to shoot, you know, uh, taking jabs at the Fifty Shades of Grey director. He and his wife, they are together. Well, I mean, here's the thing. This is what happens. Kids grow up and leave. But there, everyone. No, I'm is- talking about it. So he's 18. Now it's nine years later. She's, you know, 50. Right. He's 28. She might even be 52. I don't know. I don't know. She might be even older than that. But I'm just saying that think about how different you are. We're at 18 versus he's 28. He's 30. 30. Wow. He's 30. He's 30. He's 30, and he's been with her since he's 18. Yeah, but everyone is saying, oh, no, they're still very much together. Well, their house is for sale. Mm. Just know where you heard this. We spread the well, rumor. Well, there's a lot of people's houses for sale right now, too. I'm just saying, Julia, just know that it wouldn't surprise me at all and i'm surprised it's lasted this long oh my gosh yes yeah i mean he's the age difference between demi moore and ashton kutcher was only like 11 years oh no it was more than that she was like she was like 14 years 13 years older he was 23 or something and she was like 38 or something it's the timing but still 18 and 42 and he is Gorgeous. Oh, he's beyond. Rocco, he's beyond. And, beyond and she, she's pretty. <laughs> yeah, okay. Let's Hollywood speak how Julia just said. She's pretty. Like, you, well, you, she is pretty. She is pretty. And she's talented. And yeah. he said they were soulmates. Yeah. And, um, you know. It's, the. I, I just, you know, it wouldn't surprise, it doesn't surprise me at all. I'm surprised they've stayed together this long. I know they have the daughters, but... Being with the same person at the age of 18 and then being 30, I mean, this is challenging, even if your wife isn't um, a dozen years or your husband isn't well, a dozen years Well, the only thing about older. selling... Because she was fully formed when they got together. Yeah, she was. Okay. And, and that, I think, is gross. He, he's not like fully if, formed. Like, if you, if I right now went after a 22-year-old man. I'd say, please have a great time oh with him, but gosh. don't expect anything serious, you know? Oh my gosh! Okay, so, I don't. I don't know, Lori. I, right. I'll be curious. I hope it isn't true. Because you believe in love and ever happily ever after. <laughs> why, why not? Why split up a family? Would, you don't have to. But it. I mean, just like I said, kids grow up. When you marry an eighteen-year-old, don't be surprised. And when they get to be wow. thirty, and they look at you and they say, uh, "Grandma or Grandpa." <laughs> I uh, want to go be with people my own age. Wow. Okay. Whatever. I mean, it doesn't right. always, there are these cases, but it, like if he had been 38 and she'd been 54, course, you know, it would but be such a, is a ridiculous age. It feels, it feels. He, he became, he was a father of two by the time he was 20. Yeah. It, you know, 18 just feels weird. Okay. Yeah. I mean, if my sons had a 52 year old woman after them when they were 18 i would just i would go over to her house yeah and i'd say what's wrong with you obviously you need therapy Mm -hmm. this kid is not fully formed till he's 24 yeah why what is up what what is up with you 
get away, get away. But we were enamored of it because she was a move, but she left. Uh, no, we were never enamored. We always thought it was gross. Oh, we did. We've always but thought we became this was enamored gross. of like how that it lasted and it seemed to. Well, we forgot it. about his age. No, they. It's gross. Okay, it's so gross. Not right. anymore because you morph into it. You know, he's in his thirties. Right. He's beautiful. So okay. they had um, a little thing on, it was either GMA or the Today Show, about the story about the girl who's cast in West Side Story. I saw it. She watched the she watched the commercial for West Side Story during the Oscars, but and they had a reaction. Did she audition on Twitter, and out of 30,000 people, get she gets Steven Spielberg? Is this Spielberg's- the movie that's exactly like the old movie that you guys don't want to see, that you told me yesterday? Yes, Steven Spielberg. It is. It does feel like that, except the casting choices. The casting is that they've got you know a Puerto Rican people. They're not having white people play the roles. So I watched it again. I thought I just need to watch this trailer and put uh, put put into words what it is that's off putting about this trailer. Okay. And so I watched it again, and I was reminded of the fact that Tony and Maria basically is, you know, a Romeo and Juliet type of story. Yes. And after all, Mar- Maria betrays her family, the Sharks, and the very island she's from, all to be with Tony. Tony played by Ansel Elgort. In the new one. Mm-hmm. In the new one. Mm-hmm. And so it it has to be lust at first sight, right? Mm-hmm. In... When I watch this. Oh, gosh. She doesn't have lust for Ansel. The Baja panty dropper, he is not. Okay? hmm <laughs> Baja <laughs> panty dropper. Yeah. He's... You're sick. You no, I know. sick woman. But, I mean, he's... Where's the prison he's warden? He's not hot it? enough for this role. Like, I don't buy... He is buy, not hot enough. I would I don't buy that Maria falls for this Tony. This Chemistry is can't be explained. Okay, but I will say this. And also, Ansel Elgord and the PR people are probably already working on this for next December. Remember last, like, late last fall when he was basically accused of being creepy to younger women and he admitted he did it and apologized all in the same Instagram and he's been very silent ever since but there's an ickiness around him that's going to come out and it's going to bite this production and he's not a Baja panty dropper all right Waggle, you're would you like to <laughs> Hollywood speak no, I understand Hollywood speaking, he's I'm not just... hot enough and he's got issues with younger women yes well why why about Sam Taylor but but I mean that we just talked yeah, about. I'm just saying that for this, like the the thing, I, we always kind of wondered about this casting. If yeah, you we remember, I, we did. We were like Ansel Elgort played Tony. It seemed so off to us, you know, because he was like so sweet in my the the teenage cancer drama yeah, love story, was. you know that mm-hmm. one and everything. But anyway. I wonder what our national treasure, Rita Moreno, thought of the trailer, if she's happy with it. She was in the trailer. I know she was. She's, she's a producer. Mm-hmm. Anyway. I think she's happy. She would have been involved in the casting, Lori. Uh, yeah, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. I'm just saying, this is my thought. No Baja <laughs> panty dropper. <laughs> okay. No Baja panty dropping here. Um, okay. By the way, there's a lot of Hollywood people coming out with um, books, Julia. All right. like, don't don't look at me like that. I have admission. Okay. No, you don't have to job. get in. But the, Juliana Margulies, she's got her memoir isn't out yet, but it's called a Sunshine Girl, An Unexpected Life. Okay. That's coming out. Andrew McCarthy 
His is coming out May 11th. This is the one I want. Brat, an 80s story is what it's called. And, of course, he, um, you know, in his book, he's going to let us know. And we did kind of know that he had gotten sober and everything. But he really, because of when he became a star, I mean... He just led just a, a, a life of debauchery. So Sleep, did Rob Lowe. So did I, Julia. Yeah, so did I. I mean, <laughs> Sleeping come on, with we, strippers, well, nursing no, coke habits. Uh, I didn't do that. Yeah, but uh, anyway, he um, he has, I think this is going to be a very good memoir. He's a, He was in Pretty in Pink. He was in 13 Candles or 16 Not Candles. Six, he was in Pretty in Pink. Pretty in he Pink. plays the love interest. There's excerpts he was in that Saint we can report on. He was, He's lovely, Andrew McCarthy, and he was always the quiet one. Yes. With the lip. Mm-hmm. He's darling. Darling. He's dar- he, darling. And he was also... Um, darling. His big break is he got a Burger King commercial opposite of an unknown actress called Elizabeth Shue, who would soon oh. star in The Karate yep. Kid. And, and Cocktail. And he and, and he um, he was smitten with her. He asked her out right away as soon as the Did uh, they go commercial out? was over. They had one date and he never saw her again. Okay. And then uh, Joel Schumacher wanted to cast him in... This coming of age movie called St. Elmo's Fire with Emilio Estevez, Rob Lowe, you know, Tom Demi Kerr. Moore. Yeah, no he didn't right. want to do it, but he did it because his agent was like, just do it. This is Joel Schumacher. And even though the the critics didn't like that movie, he instantly became identifiable as the member of the Brat Pack and it gave him a certain stature. And that word was coined in a New York Magazine article trying to insult these kids. But right, anyway, he um, he said when he opposite, he auditioned opposite Molly uh, Ringwald in um, Pretty in Pink, mm-hmm. no one thought he was exciting. They kind of wanted more of a jock type. But after he left the room, Molly turned to John Hughes and said, that's the kind of guy I would fall for. And he'd been in a kind of a long yep. list of people. Yep. And she's like, no, that's the guy. And Hughes goes, that wimpy guy? Yep. <laughs> and she said, uh, yeah. But uh, he got the role, but he was never close with Molly or John Hughes. And he said uh, he didn't like John Cryer either because he had such a nervous laugh. I found him very irritating. Oh, gosh. Oh, gosh. And uh, McCarthy also was supposed to do some kind of wonderful but he turned it down, and John Hughes never spoke to him again. So, yeah, yeah, there's going to be some good stuff in that memoir. Well, and also, yep, okay. All right, listen, we'll be right back with the Dirt Alert. This is a My Talk Dirt Alert. Dirt Alert, Dirt Alert, Dirt Alert, Dirt Alert, Dirt Alert, Dirt Alert. Hey, Holly. Hi, Holly. Hello, Lori. Hello, Hello, Julia. Happy Tuesday. Let's start this dirt alert with the cover of Time Magazine featuring Reese Witherspoon. Yes. Yeah, so she is one of the 100 most influential companies. Well, not she, Reese Witherspoon, but it's her company, Hello Sunshine, that she's found. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world, and the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms, and you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. 
I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. And it goes into detail about how she's building a media empire and she has some things that she's reflecting on. And one of them is that she was talking about how back in the day, like back in the day 20 years ago, how women were labeled in the media. She was talking about how women like Britney Spears, Paris Hilton, and Lindsay Lohan were portrayed as quote-unquote bad, while women like herself and Jennifer Garner were called quote-unquote good by the media. Reese reflects on this and says, what if the media had decided I was something else? She said I would be in a totally different position. She goes on to say, and I want to say it's my decisions or the career choices I made, but it felt very arbitrary and kind of bleep. Yeah. Well, and she, but she also um, had, was listening to her publicist. She also got married at a very young she age, did, which kept her at a very out of trouble. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Quote unquote out of trouble and stuff. But um, I, obviously this was done a while ago, but I felt for her when she came out and had to do that terrible the Robert De Niro um, impression, and it was just crickets. No one even laughed oh, at the Sunday Oscars. Night? Yeah. Oh, I didn't even know that was what she was doing. Oh yeah, it was crickets. <laughs> crickets. Then <laughs> it was crickets. It was crickets. Yeah, it was. It was slightly awkward. I it have was to say. that moment was a was a not file that one under awkward. Yeah, there were a few awkward moments like Reese's at the Oscars on Sunday night. I mean, well, they had to really rehearse and really deliver in an extended format in a way during award shows. Usually, they just got the teleprompter and they're going to read and then hand out something. How about the uh, whole story about that the the producers didn't tell Joaquin or Joaquin screwed it up, but Olivia Coleman was supposed to accept for Anthony Hopkins because the Academy wouldn't let Anthony Hopkins zoom from Wales. He was willing to be awake just in case he won. But they were like, no, you have to be in London at the at the British Academy yeah. in order to receive it. Huh? Yeah. Well, I do like that the ABC executive is kind of Hollywood speaking their own telecast. Yeah, saying, I do. Yeah. <laughs> you know, saying that the end, they were kind of like, well, you know, it was a calculated risk, but you're talking about it. So in that, it's successful. Okay. Okay. That's a good spin. You know, and speaking of Reese Witherspoon, this is something. Maybe there's a budding author out there who is looking for some uh, support. Now, her book club... Now, I know you guys have the book club, but you guys try to communicate with Reese to option these kinds of things. And haven't heard from her once. She doesn't Holly. respond. She so doesn't don't tell someone else to do some work because she's not going to respond. <laughs> well, this is really, this is cool. And maybe someone out there is listening and this is something that interests them or they know somebody in their life that is an unpublished author. Well, this is something called Lit Up. It's a writer's fellowship for unpublished, underrepresented women. And this is all coming from Hello Sunshine. Now, if you are mm. selected... 
You will get an all-expenses-paid writer's retreat, secure a three-month mentorship with a published author to get their book ready for market, and have a first-look window with top agents and a book launch marketing commitment from Reese's Book Club. Wow, I hope she executes this. Right. Yes, so in order to qualify, unpublished candidates without an agent must identify as a woman writer from a diverse background. They're defining that as a person of color, native, LGBTQIA, a person with disabilities, or a person from an ethnic, cultural, or religious minority. Those are their words. Submissions are open now through May 30th, and it has to be an original, completed adult or young adult fiction manuscript in English with a female protagonist. Wow, that's an ambitious project. Mm -hmm. It really is. Well, you know, maybe someone out there or somebody you know has that project in the works. Yeah. Go, Go guide them over to Hello Sunshine. Would love to hear that they got their start by listening to my talk. I know, and that really be fun? getting the tip off and then talking to you about their book. Uh, Patrick Dempsey is talking to Variety and he's yes. going to be singing. I'm Enchanted so happy about I love too. him. I love, 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 what love. What is he doing? Ella Enchanted. Uh, Enchanted 2. Mm-hmm. So this is the movie with Amy Adams. This was the Disney movie with Susan Sarandon playing the villain. Now, that movie came out about 15 years ago. Now they're making the sequel. Patrick Dempsey didn't sing in the first one, but now he said he is going to be making his singing debut in this movie. Can he sing? I Do don't know. I don't, I don't mm-hmm. know. I mean, I, I guess the producers think he can. Wow. He wouldn't do it if he couldn't. Yeah. Oh, don't be so sure of that. <laughs> I don't Ansel know. Elgort is playing Tony in West Side Story, and we know he's no Baja panty dropper. That, that doesn't mean he can't what sing. A, what is a Baja? Oh, I don't know. Lori is just, he's <laughs> yeah. having a moment. I'm just having a moment with he's that West Side Story. I don't here. believe the lust between the characters. You're not here for Steven Spielberg's West Side Story. No, I'm not. For Tony, I, we uh, that casting is off. Do you think it's going to be too chaste? You want romance? You want- I want heat. Oh. I mean, Maria, you know, leaves her family. I mean, you know, like she risks everything for him. Mm-hmm. I don't, I didn't feel that. I didn't see the heat. Okay. Well, maybe Patrick Dempsey will bring the heat. Well, he probably can sing. Julia he, just thinks he can't do anything wrong. He can't. And the I, movie's called Disenchanted, isn't it? Uh, I can't confirm I that think, it's going to be called that, but I, it is the sequel to Enchanted. Yeah, I think it's called Disenchanted. Mm-hmm. Well, I can imagine... So something bad, something bad happens? Well, in anyone's life in 15 years... <laughs> something bad's gonna happen mm-hmm. well and then you know the whole story about her being with the the patrick dempsey character and she was a james sp- marsden yes and that she left james marsden he went with adina menzel at the end of that movie spoiler alert from yeah. the film that's james 15 Marsden's years old hot. yeah because she was in parade magazine because finally 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 the movie that's been delayed a year the woman in window in the windows coming out on netflix in may Oh, that's right. Yes, it is. I mean, that that movie was done like two years ago. Yes, it is. Yeah, that's not typically a good sign if a Mm -mm. movie has had a hard time. Julianne Moore, Gary Oldman. Mm -hmm. We love that book, though. We love that book. Oh, well, let's, fingers crossed, it's not a stinker. Okay. We'll watch it. It'll it'll be a hit. Yeah. It's free. Oh, there you go. Not as much. Not as much of a worry if it's out of theater, The bar is low. Thanks, Holly. You're welcome. Uh, This is the study of duh with noted academic journal skimmer, Lori. Everybody knows. Uh, yeah, everyone knows that, though. Everybody knows.
Oh, I'm really doing a service for everybody that works here at this station. <laughs> right. Well, everyone. Everyone at this station. All right. Tell um, us why. Well, this study, first of all, just so I can cite my source, was published in the uh, journal Current Biology, which I've got to have my medical dictionary right at my hand to look up so much <laughs> of this stuff. Okay. But this particular uh, story caught my attention. Okay. Dartmouth College is who. Uh, did the study and mm-hmm. published it. Um, but it, yeah, they just, again, we've kind of, we've had other studies that have said this, but um, that gossip is actually helping people learn. Now, not only is it good for us to do, but it's helping people learn and it's helping people form social bonds. Okay. I believe that. Like and gossip, like small town gossip or? Just gossip. Basically, gossip gets a. Gets a bad, a bad rap. rap. It's always like that. It's always you're talking about people behind their back, back or in a bad manner. True. Gossip can be positive. That is absolutely correct. Fourteen uh, percent of people's daily conversations classify as gossip, but most of it is it's neutral sharing. in tone. It's just sharing information. That's right. It's sharing the information. It's uh, it's a way that we communicate. It's a way we. Find places to bond with somebody on, and it's it helps us learn through the experience of others. Somebody could be gossiping about a situation, and you go, "Oh my gosh, I gotta tell my kids that or so and so that, so that we don't do that." I mean, even me right. when I the gossip when your son moved to a city neighborhood, yeah. and I said, "Remind him." To not be looking down his, at his phone, but be paying attention when he's walking in and out of his building. That's something as a suburban kid you might not think about. Mm. But if you're a city kid, you know, you have I to be more it. aware, right. you know, kind right. of a thing. Anyway, so it's just a way of just doing something. So, again, again, good news for gossip. It's good for us. Yeah, it, gossip is not a bad word. But it, when you do malicious gossip, like I'll give you an example of malicious gossip that was an, on the Real Housewives of New Jersey, the very first episode of this new season. Okay, um, there's a birthday party uh, for this gal's husband, Jackie's husband, right? Jackie and Teresa comes in and starts blabbing to the girls in kind of a loud tone of voice that she hears at the gym. That uh, Jackie's husband, whom they're all there for his birthday party, that he's that he uh, is banging a bunch of women at the at the club. That's malicious gossip. That is malicious yes. gossip. That is meant to stir the yes. pot. One hundred percent. Yeah. So there you go. Okay. Back off. Thanks to COVID, two and three Americans say they can no longer tolerate crowds. Oh gosh. Well, this is going to be nice for us. <laughs> Cole, stay home then. Yeah, um, a survey of 2,000 Americans reveals 65% can't tolerate crowds and will do everything in their power to avoid standing in lines, especially at the airport. Well, they're going to have to get used to this. Otherwise, uh, 7 out of 10 say they're better off having less direct contact with other people. Oh, dear. I think maybe people are just going to, it's going to take an adjustment for some people to come out of their um they're little, COVID shells. I think so. They're COVID I, shells. I, That's the way you put it, Joe. It's just a COVID shell. It's I mean, a COVID cave. Like, let's say you, how many days out are you? What? We are well, eight wait, days, but nobody's like counting. All right, so I, let's say yeah. there was a show at first half this Friday. Would, I totally would go. Would you go? Yep, 100%. I would. 
And yeah. It was, it's sold I totally out, would. you'd go? Yep. Okay. See, I'm not sure I would. Well, there you go. You're more Shelly than I am. Right? Yeah. You've got a harder shell. Yeah. You've got it's a deeper cave. Yeah, I mean, G.B. Layton is at Minnesota Music Cafe I've been on there Friday like night. Three t- I'm totally going. Yeah. I've been there like three yeah. times. I feel safe. I've, I Even I'm, my sexy jailer said, yeah. Is he willing to go? Yeah, he's willing that I could go, too. Because he's to, fully vaccinated. We need to make reservations. Okay, now here's another one. Uh, this is... Uh, uh, this was investigating pop culture habits in the time of COVID, but now Americans are twice as likely to listen to social media or their favorite radio show host, host for TV recommendations than experts or um, things yeah. like it's that. It's someone that you relate to. You know what they like. You know what they don't like. I believe. Well, I still but believe. over I'm like still... Rotten Tomatoes? Would, you know, would you listen to what people on social media have to say about no. versus Rotten no. Tomatoes? How about you, I'm, 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 I'm I a Rotten f- Tomatoes guy. I like to look at what the top critics say. Yeah, and do you look at what the people say? Do you find that interesting? Not, not as much, to okay. be honest. I look at Neil Just. I look at our critics. Yes. And I look at Chris Hewitt. I like to see mm-hmm. what they say because I trust their judgment. But we know them. Yeah. All right. Well, that's... Listen. Social media is not everything. Yeah, Find okay. Out, take a break, people. Pick up a newspaper. Pick up a magazine. Turn okay. on the radio. <laughs> I mean... Yeah, I know. How does everything... You know, there was life before... I don't know. Yeah, I, I see what you're saying. You're just seeing how much I can't stand it, I guess, is yeah. what I'm expressing. Oh, here's a study of duh. The fit get fitter. Women and healthier people burn fat better when exercising. I mean... Then what? Standing still? Yeah, exactly. Okay, Julia. that is... <laughs> that is... The that definition is of the study. The yeah. study of duh. duh. This is from the University of Bath in the United Kingdom. Duh. I've been there. That is a lovely... Oh, my gosh. We're the going very, to Bath. I like, loved picture. it. That was my safety school. It was? Yeah, I went to St. Thomas, but University of Bath was my backup. Did you ever? Oh. Have you ever been I'm there? Just, no, I'm just kidding. Oh. No, you went to Italy and studied abroad. I I did, but I yeah. went to St. Thomas. Yeah. I know you did. But yeah, I, uh, I've never been to Bath. Oh, Bath is fantastic. Well, how did you find? Tell us everything. Well, Bill and I went. Oh, okay. We just had the most charming time, and we... Had our little Mercedes I I rental car. You helped book it, and we stayed trip. with um. Char- what were their names? Oh God, at their um man- at their castle in London. Oh gosh, and the men kicked us out because they wanted supports. On Friday? No. Okay. Uh, damn it, I can't remember. I so, know what you're talking about. It was just one of those. Yeah. It was just a charming area. Everything about it, and the cheese sweating, and you. Just would drive around to a little inn. Like something it out was, of the movies. It was out of the movies. Yeah, it's it right really Stratford is. on Avon. It's all in the beautiful area. Yeah. It is charming. I cannot wait to travel again abroad. Yeah. It's been years. Right. It's been years. Yeah. Well, we're going to be able we're to gonna be show able your to. vaccination card. You know But it. yeah, this study of Dove from uh, the United Kingdom, from the University of Bath, they and it was published in the International Journal of Sports, Nutrition, and Exercise Medicine, which I do not care for. Okay, sports, there's or only, nutrition, or exercise medicine. Eh, there's only so many ways you can read about a stretch of muscle and everything I've else. But a new thing in tennis magazine. Well, is this study of duh, or are you reading I'm through your magazine? I'm going to tell magazines? you about it tomorrow. It's got a <laughs> well, long yeah. word. Okay, but anyway, they I'm going to say that to you next time when I'm saying randoms. You is can this, do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But what they found is that it didn't matter what your age was if you 
were a fit woman, you will burn more fat efficiently than your peers. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I would agree with men too. Yeah. Your body is used to burning. It'll burn. Yeah. Why? I had to go to experimental. Do we f- need to know physiology? I just was I stopping there. I stopped there. Okay, because I feel like you. Because it told me to you go. You gave us the da. You answered right. the question, and then it said, "Do you want to go to exper- uh-uh. experimental uh-uh. physiology?" And Rocco, I said, "No, on behalf of the group." Okay. Thank you. We're busy. We're Gotta busy. Go. Look at the time. Yeah, look at the time. Okay, here's another study okay. of da. What makes a happy family? Is it communication? Is it honesty? No. The according to the University of Rochester in New York. The answer is emotional flexibility keeps families and romances healthy for the long haul. Emotional All right, flexibility. And, and give us a little detail on what emotional flexibility is. Right. Give okay. Us so um, being emotional flexible means basically um, how people respond to difficult and challenging emotions, feelings, thoughts, and experiences. If people are very black and white, that is not, that does not lend to emotional flexibility. flexibility. There has, you know, there's, if, if a person is not very empathetic or sympathetic, that is not emotional flexibility. So I feel like we're all pretty emotionally flexible. I think so. We're emotionally fluid. We can roll with flexible. It. We mm-hmm. can roll with it. We're yep. open to new things. Right. Um, you don't cling to the past, and that's right. better in a for families, like with your kids, being with your kids, and just yep. how you are with them, and also in a relationship because, like, I think about I. Like Casey and I are so happy and we have gotten happier Mm -hmm. after we went through a couple of years of some hard, really hard, almost broke up period of time with the help of therapy. But we both have feel very emotionally flexible when it comes to the other person. We're so easygoing with each other. And I'm telling you, it, it is I. I don't know that I could have ever been easygoing emotionally. I mean, I think I've always been easygoing. Right. But I underneath it, you know, like if I would be with somebody, I'd be like, ah, why am I with somebody? I don't. There's other. I wasn't ready for that. And so maybe there's that. But, yeah, I think emotional flexibility is a good thing as a parent. Mm-hmm. 100%. Probably. You have to be. You have to be. You have, and to maybe be. that's why uh, people get nervous around people who've never had children or never get married because you think, oh God, you don't know that you're thinking about their emotional flexibility or that you're putting them first. Yeah, people yeah. don't. That one hundred percent, Lori. It's flex- such a red flag for me. Yes, if to ever date anyone who didn't have kids, it's just not in. I don't. I don't, yeah. I don't know how I would how they would be able to relate. Hmm. Yeah. I, I, it's but the if truth, people but are I, aunt, if aunties or uncles or they've been uh, g- women, maybe mo- seem more emotionally flexible than men in that category. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. know. But I, fle- I, our flexibility, our flexibility right? shapes relationships with others. So right. that seemed like a little bit of a study of dub, but I don't know that we've ever packaged it up in such a great w- word. Right. Ef. How much ef do you have? <laughs> emotional flexibility mm-hmm. better than my bend over flexibility mm-hmm. but we could try that too <laughs> mm-hmm. and you're much more flexible emotionally than you are mm-hmm. physically all right. Mm-hmm. all right we'll be right back
Beautiful. I just look outside. I'm just, I think it is time. Tomorrow the sun is shining. You're going to feel so much better. And in the wake of Carrie Ann and Naba uh, taking a leave of absence from the talk, um, the LA Times has a story out. What in the heck is really going on there? What else did they uncover? Because CBS, all the CBS and NBC and ABC have all had things that they've kind of tried to uh, hide in CBS. I mean, my God, Les Moonves himself, Julie Chen leaves the talk. Right. But in the good news department for the talk, Jerry O'Connell is going to step in. I saw that and I actually makes me want to watch it because I like him. Exactly. We loved when he filled in for Wendy Williams so much. He should have had a show. He should have had his own show. I mean, this guy, has he keeps trying. Yeah. I love that. And I also think they could invite back uh, Marie Osborne. Marie Osmond. Yep, her too. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. I'm reading another story. So there's trouble in Margaritaville, you guys. With Jimmy Buffett and his wife? No, 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 no. He is putting on... A big concert. He's putting them on May 13th, 14th, 17th, 18th shows. Okay. And they're in downtown Delray Beach, Florida. Okay. That is the cutest beach town. Where is it, Lori? Okay. Delray is south of Vero Beach, but north of um, West Palm Beach. Oh, it's and on Fort that Lauderdale. Side. Okay. It's on that side. It's okay. On okay it's on the east side. side. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. So it's any- kind of a blues town. It reminds me of downtown New Smyrna Beach and oh, really? that there's a main street sure. with. Boutiques, bars, with it's got a cute main street and then yeah. the beach, A1A. Oh, yeah, I see right yeah. where it is. Okay. It's darling. But okay. it's a small town. It'll be a nightmare of um, for all the people who live in Delray. And there'll a be a lot of complaining. Too. Okay, yeah. Yeah, all right. There's, there's a, a lot of complaining. Straight across from the Bahama, Grand Bahama Island. All yeah. right, so anywho, so they put the tickets, went on sale Monday, this past Monday at 10 a.m. Sold out. In the first minute. Yeah. Okay, hours later, tickets then popped up on other sites like Vivid Tickets, ticketsonsale.com, blah, 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 blah. But what the deal is, is it turns out to get into the front gate of the show on the night of the show, your identification must match the name you provided at time of purchase. Uh Uh-oh. So, this person, they're not transferable. It's horrifying. If you bought tickets through a reseller, you're out of luck. Hmm. Well, then how? Why did they let the bots buy up all I the tickets? Oh, no, dear. but this was in Billboard magazine, so oh, they're trying goodness. to figure it out. Is people? Some people played more than $10,000 because <gasps> they're setting up pods or something for four seats to Jimmy Buffett and <sighs> um, the Coral Reefers Friends Tour kickoff. Um, and the thing is, probably all of the tickets were bought by hardcore coral reefer people who pay like $50 a year to be in it, to get the easy X. So it's all really hardcore upset. True, true fans. What a mess. Fans. What a mess. Jeez, is it up to the person to read the fine print? But then why does it, you let, why does it, uh, why do these, these resale things? I don't know. Rocco, this is disturbing. Yeah, Nobody wants to, and nobody likes a ticket scalper. No. Well, well, and there's ways, you know. But they seem to have taken over a lot of places. I actually liked it when it was illegal and you Same. could get them from people and you could print your map of the place and just give cash and get better tickets. I have these bots buying up yeah. tickets and it's then making cheating. them for resale um, online. There's actually more fraud with that. I, I, I liked my corner dealing that happened it's funny you know because i went to the twins game and it's all that's all electronic now it's all in the mlb ballpark right. app so i don't even know how people can 
resell their tickets on the street like they used to, you know? Well, I know. It's just a darn you can shame. Still, I see people still out there. I know. Not somehow this they year. do it. I don't know how they do it. Not they this. stand there. Tickets, tickets, tickets. Well, but this year it's all ticketless right. tickets. Oh. I hate the ticket list. We do not like having to use your phone for mm-hmm. everything. Okay, um, so Rita Wilson was one of the few people who went on record about I Scott loved, Rudin. I loved this. Yeah, and uh, the Hollywood Reporter um, story about that he had to step back and how awful she was. She was on record with the New York Times, excuse me. She just said when she was starring in Fish in the Dark, which was Larry David's play on Broadway, okay, which Scott Rudin produced, and during pre-production, she was diagnosed with breast oh, cancer. Yeah. When she told him, he said, oh, that means you're going to need time off during voting season. I need to see your GD medical records. Oh, gosh. And she said, I felt like he was just trying to find a way to fire me. Legally, he's the kind of person who makes someone feel worthless, unvaluable, and replaceable. So he was absolutely awful to her as she gets diagnosed with breast cancer. Right. How about that? I mean, really. This doesn't surprise me. Does it what surprise does, you? What is Tom? No, because we don't, we really haven't heard about this guy. No, I know. No. I mean, it's just coming out in the last couple of weeks. And when you have someone like Rita Wilson, who's married to Tom Hanks, that means... Everybody's known about this guy for a long time. Exactly. I really hope that we stop hiding these things. Well, doesn't that seem like so many people just accept it because they're just like, this is part of what it takes to make it on Broadway you or can be in Hollywood. A yeah, yeah. You it's, have to put up with these people. But maybe maybe with the stuff like this, where maybe we don't. Maybe that's something that younger people are just like, I don't no. think younger people put up with this crap I like all. it. I like it. Maybe it is a thing that if older people were yeah. just, we looked the other way and right. made excuses for I can't it. wait to celebrate the hump of the hump with you guys tomorrow. I yeah. can't either. Mm-hmm. All right. <laughs> have a good night, everybody. We'll be back tomorrow. Job done. Off you go.